Welcome, welcome, welcome to our youth determined to grow with your host, Prophetess Denise Kelly. We got some people in the house. We got an associate pastor, uh, Andre Kelly. We got the Montgomery's on the other end. They're popping in here in just a few minutes. And we just thank God for today. We got a treat, you guys. We got a treat. The crew is getting ready to get back on the throne and start try to uh, give us some word from the throne. And so we're going to start it out with Minister Kelly and we're going to work our way down to the rest of the So we're going to start it off. I'm going to hand it over to, to Minister Kelly and let him uh, go from there if he want to start a prayer or, or whatever. And if you have, I hope you guys sit your questions in. And if you have time, uh, we'll answer those questions let, uh, at the end of the session, or we'll have another session at some other time. Amen, amen. Uh, well, I like to start out this meeting. First, are you determined to grow? <laughs> and if you are, you have tuned into the right station. All right. Amen. amen. As always, we're going to uh, start out in prayer. Uh, we're going to ask uh, Sister Vanessa, do she mind, or Emily, do she mind opening us up in prayer? There's something here. Amen. Okay. Lord, thank you for this time of uh, fellowship and um, studying your word, Lord. I thank you for this week, Lord. I thank you for what's coming up of, of the weekend, Lord. And I, I say a special prayer for this upcoming uh, reunion um, event with um, a couple of families, Lord. I pray that that's a, a joyous time, Lord. I just thank you for all that you represent in each and every one of our lives. And I pray whatever lesson has been put on um, Mr. Kelly's heart that administers to each and every one of our hearts and souls. And I thank you for all that you represent in our lives and I pray this in your precious name. Amen. 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 Now I'm going to ask uh, Sister Kelly to open us up with a fellowship song. With a song. Um. Glory prepare me yeah. to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried Sanctuary, Lord, for you, for the Holy One, Lord Almighty King, you're the Holy One, and in this place as we embrace your love, let your glory fall on us. Face to face, I see that you're the Holy One. Your Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be your living, you Lord. 
Amen. Well, yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you, Sister Vanessa, for the prayer, and thank you, Sister Kelly, for the song and worship. Amen. Uh, and uh, most of all, thank God for yet another opportunity to be able to deliver, uh, to be able to stand before his people and uh, deliver a word from on high. We just give God praise and we give him honor. Uh, as I was pondering today, I was asking God, what would he have me to speak to his people about? And, and I sat there for a few minutes of meditation, uh, trying to hear what he was saying. And I was reminded of our upcoming event uh, with the family reunion. And the Lord spoke to me about the title of The Power That's in Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Power That's in Forgiveness. I believe God wants to use us people, his people, to be agents of forgiveness. Amen. I remember sitting down with mother-in-law many times before I called her home. And I remember her oftentimes telling me stories about people in the family that uh, had wronged her or had done something that I, just by me listening to her, kind of upset it me. But I also remember uh, Mother Mom also talking about uh, the power that's in forgiveness and how we have to be quick to forgive that has trespassed against us. So I thank God for her lessons in that. Uh, matter of fact, the title of our family union event, uh, the title of it is No More Confusion. Uh, I sent a text out to the family members, my family members, because I know I'm the only one to have family members that like to talk about the past, that like to bring up grudges, like to talk about what mama didn't do, what daddy should have done, and do you remember that time when you did this and you did that? Well, this year, uh, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what we're going to do going forward. We're not going to harp on who took what from who, uh, who uh, did what to whoever. We just want to concentrate on the, on the family and loving each other and being forgiving towards one another. And I believe God want to use us as agents of change when it comes to the family and use us as examples of how we should forgive other people in our family or uh, others that have wronged us. So before I get started, I want to talk about the definition of forgiveness. There's many definitions of forgiveness. There's no one particular, one size fits all. But the one that stuck out to me as I was researching forgiveness was forgiveness is, is the intentional, intentional and voluntary process by one who feels victimized, undergoes a change in feelings regarding a given offense, overcome negative emotions such as resentment and vision and, and vengeance. Again, it is the intentional and voluntary process by one who feels victimized, undergoes a change in feelings regarding a given offense they overcome negative emotions such as resentment and vengeance. In other words, forgiveness is voluntarily. It's chosen. It's something that we choose to do. We choose to overlook how we feel like somebody has wronged us. If we don't choose to forgive, then it sets up a hunger in our nature, in our heart, uh, to hold resentment, bitterness, and anger towards others. And we know that those are not the fruits of the Spirit, and we know that God will not use that to bless us. 
That is the fruits where the devil will be able to come in and misuse us and cause us to do his work and not the work of God. So therefore, in order for us to be in a closer relationship, forgiveness must be one of the tools that we utilize on a continuous basis. In other words, they must be part of our toolbox. When the Christian uses his toolbox, he must have a forgiveness tool in there. Because along this journey in life, there are going to be many people that wrong us for no apparent reason since because the devil is their father. That's the only other reason why somebody would intend to wrong somebody. Uh, they have to be you being utilized by the spirit of darkness. That's not that's not God. That's not God's spirit. God God don't have a spirit going around trying to harm other people. Okay, in order to give a biblical example of this thing called forgiveness, uh, I want you all to turn to turn with me to Genesis, the fiftieth chapter. And we're going to be reading from verses 15 through 20. Genesis 50 chapter, verses 15 through 20. And I'm going to have each one of y'all read two verses of peace. Genesis 50, 50th chapter, verses 15 through 20. Amen. Amen. Reading from the you want to start for us, Brother Gary? Yes, sir. All right. Reading from the King James Version. says, and when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will pre preventure hate us and will certainly require us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thou father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespasses of thy brother, and their sin, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespasses of the servant of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him, and his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servant. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring it to pass as it is this day to save much people's lives. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. Yeah, Amen. Amen. So here uh, we see an example of forgiveness. But before I get started, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Joseph and who Joseph is and what does his name mean. And uh, this probably won't be any new information for all the Bible scholars out there, but I believe it's important to be mentioned. First of all, the name Joseph in Hebrew is Yasaf, Y-A-S-A-F, Yasaf, which means to increase. Uh, his name, he was the first born of Rachel, his father was Jacob, his grandfather was Isaac, his great-grandfather was Abraham. And we know around the age of 17, Joseph had a dream. And in his dream, he decided that he was going to share it with his brother. Uh, in his youthfulness, uh, he decided that this would be a good idea to share it with his brother. Uh, after all, he didn't think perhaps this is going to bring any negative consequences on him. 
he just thought uh maybe he could let him in on a secret maybe he could let him in on something but how many of you all know that we can't share our dreams with everyone amen <laughs> we can't tell everybody we can't tell everybody our wishes you know what i'm saying because some people we share our dreams with and some people we share our wishes with, they immediately begin to plot against us. But in, in the midst thereof, no matter what, God still can utilize it for his good. Amen. Amen. And so uh when he started, when he set his brothers down and shared his dreams with him, with them, his older brothers, uh they got upset, they got mad. They said, so what are you trying to tell me, man? You trying to tell me that uh, I'm going to be a servant to you? Are, are you trying to say that you're going to be better than I am? Is that what you're trying to say? And then not only that, did you also mention that our father would bow down to you as well? Wait a minute. Wait a minute, man. You the younger brother. You're not the big brother. Uh, don't be coming in here trying to tell us this. And this angered his brother so much to the point where he decided that he wanted, the brothers decided that they wanted to kill Joseph. Their initial, their initial plot was to kill Joseph. I mean, that's how much anger had built up in their heart towards this young man. They already felt like the daddy favored him. He got special treatment. Everybody else got punished. But he was always given the best of everything. Matter of fact, he had his little fancy coat that he was walking around in, thinking that he was somebody because it had many colors and it was covered in a rainbow. And so who this dude think he is? He walked around with this fancy coloring shirt on, and now he's gonna stand up before us, and now he's gonna tell us that we're gonna be a servant of his. And not only will we serve him. But our dad, our father, will also serve him. I tell you what, let's kill him. And then we'll find out who's going to serve who. Because it's going to be hard to serve a dead man. But even in the midst of it, when the brother, when the older brother Reuben had found out that Joseph, uh, they was planning on killing him, he convinced the other brother, hey, hold up, hold up, hold up, man. Hey, wait a minute. This is our brother, man. Let's Let's don't kill him. I know he's a little pious. I know he's a little arrogant. And I know he seems out of place. Let's not, let's not take his life. Uh, let's throw him in a pit. Let's throw him in a dungeon and hold him there. Okay, so they went along with Reuben's plan. All their intentional plans was to kill him. Well, Reuben thought, well, later on, I'll just come back and I'll, I'll rescue Joseph out of this pit. And, and, and I'll save my little brother. Well, when Reuben returned to rescue his little brother, he found out that his little brother had been taken away, stripped of his, his nice, beautiful, colorful shirt, and had been sold into slavery. And then they went and concocted a plan to lie to the father about the whole situation. Talking about the young man had got killed. They put goat blood. They soaked his little shirt in goat blood and said that uh, the animals, the wild animals had got hold to it. But this wound up not being the truth. And we all know the story of Joseph. He went on, uh, 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 Potiphar bought him off, off the block and he went on to do great things. Uh, so let's break this down a little bit. Let's go back over here in uh, Genesis, the 50th chapter. Let's look at uh, verse 15. And I have a question for uh, Sister Vanessa. In verse 15, uh, why did Joseph's brothers become afraid after their father had died? Because, uh, well, I mean, it says here that um, they were afraid that Joseph would hold a grudge against them and pay them back for all the wrongs um, they did to him. 
Amen. So in other words, they felt like that uh, the, the only reason why Joseph hadn't killed them already is because the father was alive. So when the father died, they felt like, okay, now he's going to get us now, man. He he going to, uh, what we tried to do to him years ago, I know we should have killed him. I know we should have killed him because now he's going to kill us. But, but, but Joseph had already been taking care of them. So he, that was not his intention, was to kill them. Okay, this person is for Sister Kelly, the Bible scholar. Uh, why in verse 16 did they want to remind Joseph of what their father said? Is this something their father actually said? Or is this something that they lying about again? Um, well, for one, they felt like they didn't have any clout. So they knew that their dad or their father had clout. And yes, they lied because he did not say that. But if you think about the part of, the heart of uh, Israel, he would have not wanted his younger son to repay with evil, evil with evil. So even though he didn't really say it in the sense that he didn't say it to them, but the, his heart would have not wanted him to take revenge on his brothers. But no, he did not say it. You saying that uh, the the dad didn't didn't did, did not tell his brothers did not tell the brothers that he, they did not he did not tell them that. So they lying again? They lying again. <laughs> okay, so in other words, here they go, try to concoct another story, all right? Hey, how can we get our way out of this from here, man? Uh, you know he's going to get us. Okay, we got to try to tell him uh, what, what, what daddy wanted him to do. You know what I'm saying? Daddy, do, daddy ain't going to want him to kill him because if we don't remind him of what daddy said, uh, then, uh, man, who knows? This man got some power around here. You, have you noticed how all these people serve him? How 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 he has this certain amount of authority? So we got to come up with something. So here we go, conniving again. Okay, verse seventeen. This one here is for Brother Gary. In verse seventeen, why did Joseph cry? Well, I thought he cried because he peeped the game. <laughs> One thing, <laughs> he peeped the game, he realized. And then also, he was gone for a while. You know, he was in captivity. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was in prison. Uh, no, that's not, am I right? Yeah, that's it. And, uh, and, after all that, I think he missed his father as well. And I think he missed his younger brother, if he was here yet, uh, Benjamin. And uh, it, it was some people he cared about. And he also cared the love of God was still in him concerning his brother. Otherwise, it, uh, somewhere in the scripture, he said, what you meant for my harm, God has turned it out for my good. You see, and he had a forgiving, well, I don't want to steal your uh, thing. Now, go ahead. Go ahead. Work with it. He had a forgiving heart because he had an encounter. Amen. It froze up. It froze up. Mm -hmm. uh, well, was, uh, a long time ago. But, uh, Joseph had a dream from God. It wasn't just something Joseph conquered up. It wasn't arrogance or, or, or this here or that there. It might have played a part, but Joseph had something direct from God. See, Joseph knew the secret. He knew the story. He knew the end of the book, and his brothers didn't. So, so God had gave Joseph something. He cried because he, for more than one reason, he cried because he also seen just like yourself. With the, 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 the job that you got, you know, off the top, when them guys come to you, you can decipher uh, deception, 
you know when to give and when to not to give. When they come at you with that game, you know, to do this and do that. You already know because God has dealt with you. You've got a spirit, a discerning spirit. I, I'm going to get back now. That's, that's why he's talking. <laughs> Hey, that was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Yes, yes. All that, all that is true. Uh, uh, as Brother Gary mentioned about uh, him being in prison, uh, when Joseph was sold into slavery, uh, Potiphar bought him, and Potiphar noticed something. Potiphar noticed that uh, everything that Joseph touched, it seemed to prosper. In other words, the hands of God was up on Joseph's life. And so Potiphar decided to put Joseph in control of his household. In other words, Joseph was the shot caller. When Potiphar was not around, Joseph decided who did what, when, where, and how. That's all the blessings of God. How many of you all know that when God put his hands upon you, when God touched you, and when God starts to guide you, then it becomes evident to others and all those that are around you, like God has his hands upon you. Uh, uh, Sister Vanessa, I've seen it over the years in your own life. I've seen God's hands upon you. I I've recognized how he blessed you to be able to hold on to one job for X amount of years and to go through the rise and fall and then he promotes you into this big old office where other people are sitting on the outside and they're looking at you sitting inside that desk and they wonder how in the world she end up inside that office. Well, it's simple. It, it, it's because God's favor is not fair. <laughs> and, 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 and when God got his hands up on you, uh, the devil can't touch you. That's that just the bottom line. He has to get permission uh, to even disturb you. You know, to even throw a conflict in your way, he has to get permission. How do I know that? Because if you look at the life of Job, when God had his hands upon Job, could nothing come upon him. Everything he touched prospered. Uh, when he walked into place, people recognized him. God's favor comes with recognition. It comes with power, and it comes with authority. That is the favor of God, and that's how people recognize that. And Brother Gary, you hadn't seen it all, but we that have a relationship with God, we know that he has his hands up on you. Why? Because what just happened for you, it couldn't have happened. <laughs> And continue to happen unless God's hands have, unless God's hand had been upon you. Because I've seen men in, in, in some of those similar predicaments that I work with day in and day out. Let me tell you something, that's not their testimony. Mm. Mm. They, they, they have been hidden for X amount of years, but God mm. is still allowing you to prosper, God is still showing you favor. And God is still calling people like the boss man uh, that requested you to come back or to come on the job. Now, all that is the, all those are the favor of God. That's God leading and guiding you and, and, and his hands upon you. And the devil is upset, but he hadn't seen what all God is going to do for you all guys. When I, when I prophesied at y'all wedding and I said that God was going to use y'all as a powerful force, a powerful couple, and he's going to utilize y'all to be an example to not only your family, but to others. I really believe in my heart that God was speaking to me. If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't have said it. Believe me. I don't get up and speak a whole lot, especially at people's wedding. Because a lot of them, I don't see head in that direction. <laughs> so, so... <laughs> So I try, I try to keep my mouth closed and pray that nobody asks me to say that. <laughs> but, but I wanted to say something because I felt like God was going to do that for you guys. 
and I and I, I don't feel like we've seen all of it yet. I feel like I, I feel like the best is yet to come. Amen. Uh, Sister Kelly, I know God's hands is up on her because I've lived with this woman X amount of years, and I've seen and I've witnessed the uh, power of God in her life. First of all, from dealing uh, 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 for getting her off drugs and giving her a new lease on life. And let me tell you something, when, when Sister Kelly grabbed hold to the hands of God, she didn't let go. She held on, unlike her husband. You know, I, I got discouraged. You know, I done backslid. I done looked at things and said, you know what, I give up. This ain't going to work out. But my wife has been a blessing to me because she's a, she has helped me to, to realize that God is real. And we know... When I put up on the scene, Sister Kelly had been up driving all night long, and that car had flipped over three or four times, I just knew in my heart that I was coming up on a dead body. I just knew it. I had already started preparing myself before I got there, and I already started preparing myself for the worst. But 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 and when I seen the car, it was a part of me just screamed on the inside. I couldn't holler, but if I could have hollered, they would have thought I was something else. But I wanted to holler on the inside. I was screaming because I just knew, I just knew that was the last of her. But to see her standing there and being able to have a conversation and be able to talk, it ain't no doubt in my mind that the hands of God is up on her. There's, there's no doubt in my mind because I've seen people, and that even the police officer said that too, the trooper that investigated the scene, he's seen people that had less damage and was yet a body count. But because God's hands was up on her and he protected her and he used his angels to wrap around her, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I know it was nobody but God that spared her life. Just like in this text, when we're talking about Joseph, wherever Joseph went, the hands of God was upon him, no matter what the enemy tried to do to him. The hands of God was upon him. First of all, he become, he had favor in his own father's house. And that upset him and made him mad. So they sold him into slavery. So even in the midst of slavery, God put his hands upon Joseph. And Joseph became the chief. Uh, the chief administrator in, in, in uh, Potiphar's house. And then when the wife lied upon him and accused him of a horrible crime, a horrible crime, a crime that no man wants to be accused of. That's right. Joseph took that and he went down to the jailhouse. And guess what? Even in the penit even in the penitentiary, even in jail, God still promoted Joseph. And the jailer found favor with Joseph and appointed Joseph over all the other prisoners. Do you see how the hands of God is just guiding? No matter what situation you're in, even if you want to try to deny what he called you to do, the mark is already up on you. When you go certain places and, 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 and people tell you you're not supposed to be there, that's because you don't look like the rest of them. That's because you got a mark up on you. And that the enemy can even see the mark up on you. Matter of fact, you are a disturbance to the darkness that they want to do because you represent light. And so they'll tell you, hey, man, I ain't trying to be funny or nothing, but I want you going on about your business, man, but you don't belong over here. <laughs> well, the reason why you don't belong over there because God has a assigned task for you and ain't involved in all that darkness they're talking about. So, so they, they are correct. You have a light up on you, and you are you you causing conflict where you at. And so we have to keep that in mind. When God put a mark up on you, when God baptizes you with His Holy Spirit, when God introduces you to Jesus Christ, and you step into the blood, you are forever marked. He put a seal upon you, even until the day of redemption. I don't care if you try to scrub it off. I don't care if you try to rub it off. I don't care if you try to pray it off. It won't work. Why? Because God has put a mark upon you. To the point 
where sometimes when you meet people, they don't even know why they don't like you. They just know they don't like you. <laughs> and, and they'll tell you, you know what? I can't, I can't tell you why. I can't tell you what it is. But I just don't like you. And you're like, well, what did I do to you? Did I say something to you? Did I, did I, did I offend you? Did I, did I cut you in line? What did I do to you? If I did, forgive me. Uh, it, it, it ain't nothing that you did to them. It's just the mark is up on you. Is in disagreement with who they are. So don't spend your time. Don't waste your time trying to justify being who God has made you who you are. You owe the devil no apology. Just continue doing what God told you to do. And hopefully, with the help of the good Lord, they come on to your side and get that mark. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but don't allow them to don't allow them don't allow them to rain on your parade. Just because it's it's, 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 it's cloudy in there, don't don't allow it to be darkness in yours. So when Joseph goes to jail, right? God put him over these prisoners, right? And so Joseph gives a dream. He starts to interpret a dream. Now, here he go again. Here he go again, talking about dreams and, and telling people what they're supposed to be doing. He all concerned. Well, he's concerned because that's what God made him. God gave him an interpret, become an interpreter of dream. So the baker has a dream. Pharaoh's baker, his chief baker, has a dream. And then uh, Pharaoh's butler is thrown into prison and he has a dream. Well, Joseph gives one of them a favorable report, but he gives the other one a death sentence. How many of you all know that when God gives you a prophecy or when God begins to speak to you, you can't take out of what you want to take out of it and make it sound the way you want to make it sound. But if it's the will of the Lord, then that's the will of God, and that's what's going to happen no matter how you try to make it sound. Sometimes God wants us to be frank and he wants us to be blunt with people. And what I mean by that, he needs us to tell him, if you continue to do what you're doing, this going to happen to you. But if you change your ways, then this can happen to you. But I'm not going to pretty up you out there running around in the street, selling dope all night and make it sound like everything good going to come to you. No, you can wind up dead, man. Sure. You know, you can wind up in jail for a long time. That's not the will of God for you. That's the will of the devil. So it pays to be honest. So in the process of, uh, of Joseph giving this dream interpretation, right, uh, he tells one he's going to live. He's going back to his original position. That was the butler. Uh, he told the, uh, 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 the baker that uh, he was going to die and that the crows was going to chew on his neck in three days. Uh, well, the, the prophecy came true. The uh, the cupbearer went back to bearing Pharaoh's cup. He was restored. But the butler was killed and assassinated. But Joseph told him, remember me. When you go back until when Pharaoh restored you to your position, don't forget about me, man. I'm still down here in this penitentiary. And I'm looking forward to getting up out of here. Once you get a chance to get make parole and you get back out there on the free world, I want you to tell everybody you can about me because I want to get out of here too. <laughs> and so and so he remembered him. He remembered him. He remembered him. And he told Pharaoh when Pharaoh had this dream that could nobody interpret it. And why could nobody interpret it? Because it wasn't meant for them interpreting. It was meant for Joseph to interpret because God wanted to uh, put Joseph in a position of authority. He wanted to put him in a position of favor, and God had his hands upon him. And when Joseph interpreted this dream, God promoted Joseph to the second in charge. He was not to bow down or answer to nobody less than a Pharaoh. Now, that's what we're talking about. When God got his hands upon you, it comes with authority. It comes with power. It, it, it comes with all those things, all those attributes that God has. 
Uh, I see this time is getting short, so I'm not going to uh, continue uh, to go on and on. But, but, but I, I simply wanted to leave you God, leave you all with God's peace in this and with this forgiveness. Uh, uh, there's power in forgiveness, and God want to use us as agents of change. He want to use us as examples of being forgiven. And I believe God sent me by this evening to His people. To encourage his people to hold on to his unchanging hand and to continue, continue to press towards the mark, which is the high calling in Christ Jesus. And his blessings will continue to flow upon you. Just as they did for Joseph, they will also do for you. Why? Because he's still the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's still the same God of Vanessa, Gary, uh, my wife, and myself. We all serve the same God that we're reading about this afternoon. The same God that took this man from a pit to the palace is the same God that each one of us serves. Amen. So therefore, we can expect great things in God. We can expect to go to the palace. We can expect good things. We can also expect opposition, but we know, just like it, Brother Gary said in verse 19, what did Joseph mean when he said, I am in the place of God? In verse 19, Sister Kelly. Oh, that's no, I said, as he said. Okay. In verse 19, what does God, what is what does Joseph mean by that? In other words, Joseph was telling the people that he was he was telling his brothers, I'm not God. I'm not your judge, your jury, or your executioner. That is only given to the Father above. So I'm not in his place to set judgment on you, to murder you, or to kill you. That is not my position. My position is to love you as my brother and to forgive you just as you have said. Amen. In other words, God, Joseph is saying, I know I'm a man of authority, but I am not God. And we have to remember that. That uh, we just his servant, but we're not him. We don't decide who go to heaven or hell. We don't have a heaven or hell to put nobody in. You know, that belongs to God. But we have a duty to serve others and to be an agent of forgiveness. That's our duty. And, and, and it works best when we allow God to be God and we stay in our place Amen. as servants. Okay. In verse 20, Joseph said, you meant to hurt me, but God used it to build me. I'm paraphrasing. He said, what you meant for bad, God turned around for my good. And I'm here to remind the church today, everything that the devil meant for bad for you, God is going to utilize it for your good. It's going to be a testimony to others. Gary, it's going to be a testimony to Amen. other young men. Amen. That, 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 uh, that, that, that uh, even though they went through something, they still can be used by God. Amen. That they still can make it. Uh, uh, Sister Vanessa is going to be a testimony that even though uh, 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 I've, I've been a single mother and, and, and I've been divorced, but God can still take you to this big old office with this big old desk that look like you sitting up there like the vice president or President Trump or something else. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but amen. <laughs> Hey, how many of y'all thought we would see our first black president in our lifetime? Uh, <laughs> and, and not only our first black president, but how many of you thought we would see our first black woman vice president? You the one. Now, God, that is the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's the kind of stuff he do. Amen. I mean, that's just what he do. But uh, I'm going to get up off my soapbox and uh, I'm going to conclude this. Uh, but 
I want to leave with a little testimony here. I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with Amber Geyer. Yes. Uh, I, was watching, I was watching the deal on TV with this young woman. This Dallas police, she was a Dallas police officer. Are you familiar with this? She was a Dallas police officer that uh, went into the wrong apartment and shot and killed this black man. This, mm -hmm. And she thought he was in her apartment, but she was in the wrong apartment. And, 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 and it could have been an honest mistake because uh, they work you so many hours where you're delirious sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, even when I come out there penitentiary sometimes, it seems like the, the lines are crossing on the road. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, it, it can it could honestly happen. So I'm not going. I'm not coming here to judge these gentlemen. They've already done that. But this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about during her sentencing phase of her trial, when the brother asked, when the brother that she had killed asked if he could give her a hug. It shook up the world, y'all. It, it, it shook up the world because it shook me up. Because I'm thinking he ought to be angry at this woman for killing her brother, killing his brother. But he asked, could he give her a hug out of forgiveness? Y'all, that is a true example. Yes. That is a true example of how God wants us to live our lives. Not in anger, not in resentment, not in vengeance. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Amen. He said it was ours, he said it is his. So we are not supposed to be judge, jury, and execution. And in the power of him giving that young lady a, a hug, I truly believe that he relieved the pressure off himself. And he also helped her by forgiving her. She probably saved now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what God wants us to do. God wants us. God wants us to. God wants us to forgive. Now that don't mean you forgive. We're not God. We don't forget what people have done. We saying that. We just saying we just want to forgive so that we may be forgiven. If we don't forgive, then we can't be forgiven. And Lord knows, I don't want all the things I've done wrong. To be held against me. I don't want that. So I need to forgive. <laughs> yeah, because guess what? I ain't through doing wrong. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm not practicing it, y'all, but I ain't through. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to conclude right there, and, and I'm going to get up off my soapbox, and, and I'm going to link to the floor back to this kid. Amen. Amen. Awesome, awesome words. Did, did not our hearts burn as we begin to listen to the word of forgiveness? And yes. so, uh, any last comments? Our little 10 minute box has not popped up. It sure so, didn't. Uh, we are uh, thankful for the extra time, Lord, because it obviously was needed. Uh, so, here's a point in time that we can all. Um, Encourage brother, encourage Minister Kelly uh, in the word, or if you have any comments, you can go ahead and do that before we pray out. No, it was a good lesson. Um, uh, good principles to apply as well. So I thought it was good. Forgiveness, we all need it. Yes. Uh, like Kelly say, we, 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 we ain't through. We ain't through sinning. <laughs> hey man, we can't forgive. We ain't gonna be forgiven. So we might as well start forgiving now because we're gonna need it. Amen. You know, the lifestyle we live, we're gonna we're gonna need it. Because God ain't through with us yet. Amen. 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 I'm gonna give the privilege of us being prayed out to the minister of the hour. And uh I don't have the list, so I don't really know who's next. But you guys look on your list. Uh, let me look real quick. Right where it's I can... it's huh? Montgomery, Mr. Montgomery. Oh! There it is. We're going to have two powerful speakers behind each other? Wow. We might get Petrina to go behind him. Because it's hard to go behind a message like that, boy. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, man. So, no no, no so prepare yourself accordingly. Uh, those who are next in line to bless us. Amen. So I'm going to let you press on. Any prayer requests uh, to give the brother or general prayers that we normally pray? Same prayer, baby. Amen. Thank you. God get the glory. Amen. Amen. Uh, I just wanted to tell everybody, uh, even though sometimes uh, if I don't get a chance to be here on Wednesdays because I'm working, I always go back and listen to the videos. So I do. I will. I will. Even though you don't see my face, I will be present. Uh, so uh, matter of fact, this upcoming Wednesday, I'll be at work, but I will listen to the video. Soon, my first off day, I'll listen to it. Amen. Amen. Um, so, if you don't mind, uh, I would like to have uh, Brother Gary uh, to close us out in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the Magnificent One, the Almighty, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, we call upon you right now, Father God, to bless the speaker, bless the, 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 the his wife and their families, oh, Father God, whatever might be going on, Father, bless the upcoming, uh, what's that, uh, reunion. Father, we just thank you, Father. Touch his co-workers, oh, Father. Give him favor at work, oh, Father. You say you'll make him the head and not the tail. You'll, you'll make him the lender and not the borrower. Oh, Father, we actually, you keep on using it in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you upon this month. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. amen amen remember to like and share this video with others because we all need the power to forgive and remember are you determined to grow hey god bless you all you guys have a blessing amen amen